You are listening to the Bulls Cast with Chris Stonage and Ben Goddard, your independent Hereford FC podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bulls Cast, your independent Hereford FC podcast brought to you by the Hereford Times. Uh, it's nearly Christmas and me and Ben are still here bringing your festivities festivities in uh, in Hereford uh, in the Hereford Times podcast. So yeah, how are you Ben? You good? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, um, getting ready for the festive avalanche of football, which is always nice. Yeah, exactly. Well, I <laughs> got... used to get out of the house and get away from the kids and... Yeah, just nipping off to the football for six hours. I'll be, I'll be back by dinner time. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, you, you got a young, young uh, kids, so it's going to be a really uh, great Christmas for you in the Goddard household. Don't yeah. Pretend, don't pretend you won't be playing with the toys, Ben, because we know you will be. Well, we cancelled our Christmas dinner just so I can play with the toys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all morning and all, all day, to be fair. We're just going to have a curry instead, just so I can play with the toys all day. Sounds than, so brilliant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> an idyllic day, but we haven't no got Christmas a curry. <laughs> no, no, we haven't got a, a game to talk about today with with Hereford FC. Uh, we had a nice little break, which is uh, which is always nice, especially in these times. Um, but we have got two upcoming matches, Ben, um, coming up in the busy, busy Christmas period, as it always is. Kidderminster uh, on uh, Boxing Day. I'm sure you'll be getting out of the house for that one. Um, <laughs> uh, how? It's going to be a real tough one, isn't it, Ben? They're such a free-flowing attacking side, um, as we saw when they came to to Edgar Street in the FA Trophy. But yeah, um, what, how do you think the game will go? Yeah, Josh Gowland sent out a couple of uh, bullets Kidderminster's way in the paper this week, saying he's not scared of anybody, and they'll go go there and fight in at Kidderminster for the three points. So <laughs> to expect them to sit back and let Kidderminster come on to him yeah. and then hit him on the break, probably. Uh, knowing what Josh Gowling's like, whatever he says, usually the opposite will happen. Uh, so yeah, it's intriguing because obviously Kidderminster have had a, a tough, tough spell of games. They're still in the FA Cup. They're they're fighting on all, well. They were knocked out of the FA Trophy last week. Um, so they're fight. They're still fighting in the league. Um, whereas Hereford had a welcome break. Really, it's it's come on a pretty perfect time. Um, a run of games that were quite tough on the team physically and ahead of the three festive fixtures. Um, yeah, nice. And also the Saturday before Christmas. No one wants to play football on Saturday before Christmas. No, got be in the pub. Yeah. I think Josh Garden was out in Hereford, actually. I've seen pictures of him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't blame him. Uh, but yeah, so... Yeah, nice weekend off for the to have so the players can see their friends, the families before a, a avalanche of festive games, and probably doesn't feel as bad if you've had that nice break, nice time with the family, nice weekend with the family, and because the, they footballers they don't really have Christmas. They they're professional, the professional athletes. They they won't drink like the rest of us and eat like the rest of us. They're 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 toned and they'll. Um, they're professional and they'll go into every game trying to win it as as their normal jobs. So, um, yeah, so nice for them to have a weekend off and me. <laughs> I had my booster chat. I felt rotten. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. A couple <laughs> yeah, of I found like I was hang- hungover all day. Like, <laughs> I think I'd rather have drunk 10 pints the night before. If I knew I was going to felt so bad, I'd have hit the town hard after my booster jab and just <laughs> suffered 
knowing I was going to suffer anyway the next day. I felt terrible when I went down to the Lads Club game in the afternoon. I had about set four or five layers on, and it was like 10 degrees. Very oh, even worse, <laughs> even worse. But before we get on to Gloucester, mate, um, I want to we want to be a little bit celebratory because uh. It's been three years of Josh Cowlin. He might have celebrated it by going out on the town uh, on the weekend. Um, but now it's overall, uh, I'd say it's been a, it's been pretty positive for, for Gowling, especially because he came in, in in difficult circumstances as an inexperienced coach manager uh, and has done quite well, I would say. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. So he came in as a player. Yeah, um, we had a really tough festival. I think Hereford were in the bottom three or four. Um, really staring down the barrel that season. Um, really bad run of results. Um, going into, I think he came in at Bradford Park Avenue away. And I think we got beat at Bradford. And then went on a remarkable run of form over Christmas with, with him at the helm. Um, like, like Christian Pierce coming in this season, I don't think it's um, too out there to say that Gallon had a similar impact on that Hereford team when he came in. Um, yes, he was older than Christian Pierce is now. Um, yes, it probably wasn't a prolonged impact on the team, but it gave Hereford a massive boost over the festive period. And it really did pull them from that bottom couple of teams in the first season in the National North as well. Um, so, yeah, it was a big, he had a big impact straight away as soon as he came in. I think people argue that. He was no good as a player and this, that and the other. And I know he, he, there's some people that just don't like people, players in general. I mean, there's always one or two. And people that don't like Mo Salah and, you know, there's, there's always a one or two. Yeah, but I, from my point of view, I think he had a remarkable impact on that defensive line over a really busy and tough festive period. And he gave Hereford a massive boost, um, pulling them away from that bottom set of teams in the first season. Um, to, to the safety of sort of mid mid table, bottom half ish, um, but yeah, he he, he really did um, provide something else, and and then obviously second season um, he wasn't he, I, I, he even Josh probably admit that he probably didn't have the performances or the fitness that that he would want, um, and so he was obviously he was left out of the team by Russell Slade and put on the. Um, left in the stands and and Josh said that that actually that time in the stands gave him time to assess teams in the National North gave him time to assess where he was at and to kick on as a, as a potential manager and then he was given the um, Russell Slade left and uh, Josh was given the, the role to give the team a lift which he did um, he brought back players like Tom Owen Evans, who were out on who'd been sent out on loan by Russell Slade and didn't look like he was coming back. And then you look at the and then set them up for last season. Just the strangest coming into a new new role as a new manager, coming in and having your first season curtailed by COVID, just being told like one day, just oh, this is your last game, you're not you're not gonna play for a couple of weeks. Uh, get the players ready for a couple of weeks and then weeks turned into months and the season was curtailed and then last season was just an absolute farce from start to finish um, so to first first full season in management to take the team to to Wembley for the FA Trophy um, league form 
very similar to this season. Started terribly and then uh, needed Brandon Hall to come back in and steady the shipping goal. And it was like the Christian Pierce effect this year was the Brandon Hall last season, bringing him back in um, over Paul White, who had a, a bit of a nightmare at Chester. Um, and yeah, just kind of lost his uh, lost his confidence, really. And um, yeah, he had a, yeah. so Brandon Hall came in and steady the ship last season. And Herrick went on a remarkable run. And then um, this season, obviously the big loss in the the um, in the summer that Garland will keep alluding to is Jamie Grimes and how um, you'll you're reading the Herald Times this week actually how um, when they were looking for someone to replace Jamie Grimes it had to be the right person because they did not have the budget to go throwing the money at a defender who they didn't believe was the right person for Hereford. Um, so he waited and waited and waited and uh, waited a lot longer than he'd have hoped. And uh, obviously the results on the pitch probably didn't help his panic. Uh, and so he waited and obviously been rewarded by in the last two months by Christian Pearson having that faith in him to sort out the problems he had at a previous club and then to be injured straight away. Um, yeah, not ideal. But he had faith in Christian Pierce, and now, now Hereford looks set up to to really kick on in the second half of the season and and go out there and play playoff positions, which I believe they will get into. Josh, i firmly believes that they'll get into. So yeah, I think he's had he's had a massive impact on Hereford in three years, and um, and long may it continue. I think um, the the way. The way the uh, the club backed him after that poor run of results, it was was good, and um, and obviously on a reduced budget than than what the team would have been on when when he came in as a player, um, a reduced budget from that I believe, uh, so a reduced budget with a, I I would say a remarkably better team, squad squad wise, and um, obviously he's got the he's got less financial. Support, not support, but availability that like the Yorks and the Fylds have got, where where they can spend big on a defender, and if it doesn't work, then then so be it. Um, they he's got to make sure players without works, and um, so yeah, for a new manager to come in and do the job he's done has been admirable. Um, it'd have been easy for Hereford board to just panic at the start of the season when it wasn't going well, and and to splash out and. And well, special splash out of money they I don't think they have on uh, an experienced manager to come in. And we've seen what happened to Telford. They sat their manager and we spoke about this at the time that and and now they're they're bottom and they got beat to guys last night and they're still bottom, even though they've splashed out to get a new manager. That it still hasn't changed, and they're gonna spend more money to revamp the whole squad, even though one team's going down this season. So you can imagine the amount of money all that's going to cost, especially when a lot of players are contracted. Okay, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Not dog gate again. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so definitely excellent um, three years at Hereford. I know not everyone will agree, but I think most most will agree that um, he's had a big impact on, on the club in general and steadying the budget as well. Um, I know the the season before the COVID season there was a heavy loss, and um, the, in the accounts, and then last season there was a, a tiny loss maybe or it was even, 
Um, so yeah, but steadying the budget, making it sustainable, making the club sustainable with the players available, and and getting them to Wembley with that with that decreased budget and making it sustainable, and COVID. Yeah. So you, like it's 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 an impressive job, and it's, it was never going to be a lot of people thought it was a quick fix when B when Beadle left and and getting the team up to Stockport's level would be easy and and you've seen like it took Stockport years and years to stabilise as a National North club and get back out of the league and it's probably going to take her for just as long um, it may happen this year under Josh but it's going to play playoffs I mean you could probably enter the playoffs six years and win once you know it's yeah. an absolute fluke you can you could end up in the playoffs and get drawn away at Southport and then a absolute gale happens and all your players <laughs> are completely useless because it's absolute brute ball for, for 90 minutes, you know? Um, that's what the playoffs is. It's one day, it's on it in conditions, the, the pitch and yeah. So, but playoffs, if you you got to have your, your ticket in the hat, they say, and as long as Hereford are there at the end of the season, they've got to chance whether, whether, whether they go up or not is another thing. But yeah, I think the playoffs this season would, would be a very good achievement for Josh from where from where they have been struggling in the bottom three for the previous two seasons where, where bottom five or six, sorry, not bottom three, but, you know, the that bottom echelon and, and going to the likes of Bradford and bit, being a bit worried that we've got to beat them or we'll, we'll be sucked into the bottom two. I mean, we were Hereford already uh, out of that, that um, scenario this season and looking up. So it's 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 good to feel like there's improvements in the squad, and it's good to feel that finally they're looking at the playoffs, seriously looking at the playoffs, and not looking over their shoulders of what the Geisleys and the Bradfords are doing. Rather than rather we're looking at the, what the kiddies are doing and and what the teams around us are doing. So yeah, I mean he's he's done a good job in my in my opinion he's done a good job, and he's he's the right man for Hereford at the moment and. He's he's con- continuing to achieve, and um, yeah, I think to to sign him up to a two year deal was was maybe brave at the end of the start of the end of the season after we take him to Wembley maybe with a full season because obviously, um, COVID it was a bit weird last season and there were some weird results so maybe a bit brave in two years but probably the, the definitely the right thing for the club, um, in a to take them forward as a sustainable way. Yeah, and as a special Christmas present from Bullscast to you. We've got an extended interview with Josh, uh, which you can listen to now. You know, I think it was just before Bradford away, if I remember, and we were quite close towards the bottom of the league. And um, yeah. and in comparison, the size and the way Hereford played football, especially away from home, is completely completely chalk and cheese from now to now. Do you agree? <laughs> <laughs> and how have you gone about yeah, it? No, no. I just think, you know, I think it was, uh, for me, it was good. And it wasn't good for me, but it was good for me. Um, obviously, Russell had me in the stands for a period. Um, I think that was the best thing for me. Because I was in the stands with a pen and paper, um, taking down notes, looking at where we could improve. And obviously, I didn't think I was going to have a job. But for me, learning and, and wanting to go into management, it was a great period for me to really assess our squad and, and look at other squads and what they were doing. Um, and, and see if I did get an opportunity at this level, what what would my squad look like? So I think that was a real good um, experience for me. And then coming into um, the, the the team when we were, I think we were bottom of the form table, weren't we? 
um, at the time. And, you know, coming in there, it was about, it's, it's been a great learning experience for me because it was about, it doesn't really matter how I want to play, we need to get results. And that was the reality of it. And, and so I, I came in and, and found a way of, you know, getting results. And then, then all of a sudden, now you can slowly start building. And that's what we've done. We, we're aware it's a, it's, a, it's a building process. And I like to think the board and the club are aware of that. Um, and we know that we're not going to have the biggest budget. You know, are we going to have a, a budget that's a York or, you know, a bigger club where, you know, we can then go get the best players in? No. But what we can do is build an identity and an environment at the football club that gets us results. Um, on a consistent basis and makes us sustainable financially, but also knocking on the playoffs door or, or, you know, really pushing for something. And that's what we've tried to create. And, and I'd like to think we're better than we were last year. And I'd like to think next year we'll be better than we were this year, as long as I'm, as long as I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brackley are pretty, they've, they've got a small budget, but they've got a really good group of players and they're pushing towards the top end and they have been for three or four seasons, but the budget's not huge there and they're not a big club. You would be surprised the budgets of some football clubs. That's what I was <laughs> Fair enough. You would be surprised. You would be surprised what some football clubs pay their players. You know, I speak about this like when we speak about budgets, and you know, if we look at look at our budget, for example, just I'm going to throw a random, random figure out, so don't quote me on this figure, right? So just say our budget is two hundred grand, right? And the budget of say a I don't know, like a Geisley, no disrespect to Geisley, was two hundred grand. Now the reality is the pressure. That comes with playing at Hereford is a lot different to the pressure that comes at Geisley. The expectation that comes with playing at Hereford to the expectation that comes at Geisley is a lot different. So then when you look at the budget and the players you want to get, so if we want to get a player in for £200 a week and if you go to Geisley £200 a week, a lot of players will take the easy road and go to Geisley and sit there, pick up the 200 quid in happy days. But Hereford, players expect to get paid. They're playing in front of 200,000 fans, 2,000, whatever it is, every week. So when you come up on the door, that 200 quid comes to 300, 400. So, you know, the, the, the pool of players that we can go from are players that, you know, if you look at the players we've had this year, some of them have been disillusioned with the life at their, their former football clubs. So, you know, we've got to pick them up and we're telling them they're coming into an environment that they're going to enjoy and will reboot their career. And if you look at the players that we've had in, they've all been like that. And they've all moved, a lot of them have moved on. Obviously, Grimesy's gone, and Lenny's gone, Koki's gone, Kennedy's gone to Altingham. So, you know, that's we're, we're looking at projects and then building players. What would be nice is that when we get to, you know, January time or the back end of the season, the players that have done really well, we keep. Because what happens is we get to a period like we have this season, the start of this season, like we did last season, where you're building a squad and then... It, and then you do well, then the season ends, then you've got to, you get rid of, you, you end up losing five players, the, your best players, and you've got to bring five move more in, then all of a sudden, you're rebuilding again. So then you have a period of the start of the season like we've had, where you're a bit of a slow starter, a bit of a slow burner, and then it goes on again. So if you look at the teams like the Brackleys um, of this world, they've had a settled squad for many years. So what they've been able to do is get a settled squad, so year in, year out, week in, week out, the manager knows exactly what he's going to get from those players. And, you know, the, the best squads at this level, like the Orchard Rubbers that got promoted, you know, York's to a certain extent, I know they're not doing so great at the moment, um, Boston, teams like that, they've had a settled squad for quite a period, which has enabled them to have a platform to build up at the start of the season, which has got them results. So, yeah, all I, all I can ask is that, you know, maybe moving forward, which we'll speak about, you know, with the board is, can we get our better players tied up nice and early before the end of the season so then we can start building and then, and then add to the squad rather than, you know, having to take away from the squad and then build again. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'd like to think we are a lot better than we were last, the, the, 
the first time I'm coming. And this is your first normal season, isn't it? I mean, last season, I'm guessing, was probably weird in lots of ways and was it harder to get players tied down as well because of how up in air everything was? Yeah, it's difficult because obviously the club's all looking, looking to, uh, um, you know, obviously COVID clauses and all that stuff. Clubs are looking to make sure they safeguard themselves because they're um, not sure what's going on. Some clubs went for it last year financially massively. You know, we know some of those clubs and some of them are local. So um, some of them went really big for it and, and obviously they pay, it, they pay the cost of it because obviously the season ended up getting curtailed. So what we did is we were a bit more kind of savvy, um, probably stripped things back a little bit, um, which which enabled us to, to be fair, we got a few players because obviously players are desperate, they're looking at the situation, they've got families and they're thinking, I just need to get something. And and, and that's the thing and, and that's that's why we got some of the calibre of players we did. Um, and then this year, because of the back of last year, obviously getting to Wembley and, and doing so well in the league, you can then a- attract better players. Um, and, and I think that's the, when we speak about respect for the football club, that's a big thing. Um, you know, if you're looking at a couple of years ago when we're in a relegation scrap and you're asking a player from Brackley who's just finished third in the league to come to Hereford, he's probably not going to do it, is he? Whereas yeah. obviously now, it, you know, we're in a bit of a different, we're a bit of a different animal now. So, yeah, but it's like I said, it, it's for the football club. It's a build, it's building blocks. I think we've gone through. Um, obviously, Peter Beadle was excellent and he got us promoted all the way up to the level. But what we didn't do is build the back end of the football club. Um, so what I'm trying to do at a football club is, I, I, I would say, build a legacy. You know, we, we want to build the youth team back. We want to build the structure of the football club back in so that when we do start getting promoted to the National League and the Football League, we've got a clear structure and a, and a way of playing, a DNA and identity of playing. So everything's set in stone rather than going to a level, then building, struggling at that level for a while, then building and going. So we need to build as we go, and, and you know the board are happy with that. They're, they're doing that. Obviously, we've got a lot of things back around the club with obviously the the hospitality side of things and all that because that's a really big revenue stream for the football club. And I look at the club first and foremost, obviously as football, but it's a it's a commercial business. So we need to build that business so the club is, is sustainable. You know, not necessarily down to the gates that are coming in every week, but the revenue streams coming from the football club away from the football. And I think that's the, the, the big thing that we're trying to build out the football club so that the club can be sustainable for many years to come. So there we go. Um, a great interview with uh, with Josh there, uh, Ben. Uh, we'll move, move on uh, to his sides match two days after uh, Kidderminster at home to Gloucester City. I mean, it's, it's, I live in, I'm living in Ross on at the moment. I'm back in Ross on It's like, two, which way are you going to go? You go to Hereford, you go to Gloucester, and the two are coming together to, uh, on, on uh, the Tuesday, I believe. Um, I mean, Gloucester at the start of the season were, were touted as potential uh, pr- promotion candidates, but it's not really gone to plan, mate. It's not. Um, like I was saying about Josh Gowlin earlier in the podcast, you throw money at something, doesn't mean it's going to work. And that poor bloke at Gloucester has spent thousands and millions in that squad and that pitch and everything that goes with it. I mean, the pitch and the facilities is obviously um, an investment in the future. Um, so you can probably take that out of it a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, he spent a lot of money in their squad, a lot of money, manager, sacking the manager, bringing another manager in. And they've started to turn it around a little bit. But I would think at Edgar Street, Hereford should have enough to beat them on um, on Tuesday, especially festive fixture. And um, hopefully, coming off the back of a positive result at Kidderminster on the Boxing Day, hopefully coming into the Tuesday game, full of confidence, full of beans and 
and uh, hopefully can back it up. So uh, that would be the one out of the next, out of the, the four sort of festive, festive fixtures that you would want them to definitely win, expect them to win the Gloucester game because the other ones are, are hard fixtures. I mean, you you take a win against, go win against Kidderminster, either place at Eggestry or Agbra would be very, very good result. Um, and then you've got to go to Brackley just after Christmas as well. So out out the four games on paper, the Gloucester is the easier in inverted brackets game of of the four. So yeah, um, but hopefully Hereford will be at it and um, and give uh, you the the one thing is with the the festive festive fixtures at Eggers Street is fans will be treated to a good game. You can the way Josh Gallon's teams play at Eggers Street, you can almost be assured you'll get goals and you'll get a decent game. Watch, watch all four big goalless draws now. <laughs> yeah, you hope that there'll be goals. And uh, and hopefully, Hereford could string a 90-minute performance together at one of the, the four games and give a team a proper beating over the... Wouldn't that be good? And Because um, with Miles' story back to full strength as well now, forgetting that week off, that week of training, week of building he's going to be back to some sort of full fitness close to it. So yeah. It, and, and also hopefully Harry Pinchard will be close to it as well. Uh, so lots of options, hopefully for Josh Carolyn and hopefully some big performances. Absolutely. Um, and hopefully it should be a good one to watch for uh, the Hereford faithful. Um, moving away from uh, the bulls, uh, we're going to go to, to lads club and you, you traveled there, uh, on Monday, I believe, was it? Saturday, um, when I was there. It was on Saturday. COVID boosted uh, ill. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't doing great, it, 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 I heard. Um, Lads Club Evolve ended two all, um, but that's not quite where the drama starts and finishes, Ben, because Daddy Moon wasn't too happy, was he? Um, he certainly wasn't. I mean, we'll hear the audio later, but was he justified in his in his, uh, in his his anger? Yes, ish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll talk you through. So the first half, a little bit uneventful, a couple of chances either end. Malvin took, took the lead late in the first half. Lads Club come back, come out, and, ev- and everyone and everyone I spoke to was like a bit surprised how passive it was, and it wasn't a, a Lads Club Malvin game. Little did they wait till the second 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have long to wait at all. And uh, so there was crunching tackles from, from the 45th minute and first second, I think. And uh, and Lads Club pulled the goal back and then um, from across to Camp Peters. And then I think, I, think, I think he got sent off at 1-1, I think. But yeah, um, Danny Moon... Took a set. I think he was trying to get a substitute on, and the referee wasn't listening to him. So the referee went over, had a word, gave him a yellow card, and then Danny Moon was still talking at the referee, and so he went over and sent him off. But that's not where it ended. <laughs> <laughs> so Danny Moon got sent off, walked five yards into the dugout, behind the dugout, and just stood in the railing where the fans were. And carried on talking at the referee. <laughs> so he was on the pitch, still talking at the referee. 
And the game carried on. Danny Moon's still shouting at the referee, linesmen and players. And so the game stopped again. And the referee has to go and, and try and persuade him to move away from, from the, effectively the dugout, <laughs> just because he's behind a railing, but by the dugout. And then uh, and the game came played on, but there was just a whole load of... I don't know why he got sent off. I think only him and the referee really know why he got sent off. I, I think if, if you're going to start sending managers off, at, you're going to add to the heat of the derby, you know? And I don't think he needed to be sent off. I think maybe a couple of words, like, you will get sent, you know, a bit of a warning, but it was kind of a, a quick yellow and a quick red. And he, he'd obviously had enough in the referee, which maybe understandably, <laughs> I don't know exactly what was said to him, you know, unless he said, you know, the, hear the exact words that were said and exactly the topic that was said, then you can have an informed opinion on whether he's right or wrong. Um and obviously, referees don't talk to players. They are not going to talk to the press. <laughs> and and uh, so he he got sent off. And then there was a couple of crunching tackles, but the referee was just giving yellows for some tackles. And then Jordan Burke got unfairly sent off right on the really good challenge, right on the halfway line. And the first yellow card, I think, was questionable. Whether he could, and then he got sent off um, right on the... Def, I mean, you could have just said, come on, lads, and quick free kick and the game would have been ended seconds later. But he didn't have to give a second yellow and another red card. And Danny Moon alludes to it. And these are young lads and and 40, 40 quid for a yellow and 80 quid for a red, I think it is, or 40 quid for a red. Anyway, it's definitely at least 40 quid that he'd have to pay out of his own pocket, Jordan Burke, for, for a questionable yellow and a red, which was needless. It was just infuriating more people, you know. It, there just seemed to be a lot of decisions that were infuriating the, the players. Um, opinion, my opinion, it doesn't really matter because I'm not in, I'm in the middle of the park. I'm not hearing every word. So as you can just say what what I uh, what I can say, really. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, an enjoyable time for you um, down, down the Lads Club. Um, and, it was yeah. a hell of a hell of by Jordan Burt, though, for the equaliser before mm. he got sent off. Really good head. <laughs> I mean, who, who knows uh, what, what would have happened? Yeah, I saw on the Lads Club uh, Twitter actually how, how much they were raving about it. Um, but yeah, um, we'll hear uh, another Christmas treat for you. Uh, we've got Danny Moon's uh, audio after the match, which uh, was certainly firing. So, Moon, a 2 2 draw, an eventful second half that really exploded. Uh, yeah, the, the game exploded again. Uh, poor officiating. Um, the referee again has caused his own show. Um, and if I'm honest, you can publish whatever you want about this, but the arrogance of these officials when they're getting paid a lot of money until something gets sorted. <coughs> Clubs like us, players like that today are getting punished for the poor inconsistency of the referees who are arrogant and think they're above football. Because it was like the first half was apparently quite subdued. Um, how do you think you deserve uh, well to be if you, if you go off the second half the first half is a poor goal conceded for us they've got a scrappy end we've had half a chance in the first half not a lot between it yeah. um, but if you're going off Jordan Burke's two yellow cards that means Jay Saunderson gets red carded for the same tackle yeah. which doesn't happen but again the referee decides off his own back uh, obviously doesn't know the rules and he really needs to probably have a look whether he's going to carry on refereeing because he's causing a lot of people that don't want to play football and there's no, consist- there's no consistency and it probably tells you why 42,000 people have stopped playing football around the world uh, around the Britain I just think if I'm honest I've had a guts full of them they're arrogant they don't want to talk to you 
and it seems to be all about them. And again, he's shown today laughing at people's faces. The arrogance is just beyond belief. And he just kind of exploded really with cars in there for two for you and one for well, two for Jordan. And the the, one, the well. one, the one I was trying to get his attention was about the linesman for a, for a sub. So I get booked for trying to get his attention. Um, and the second one, uh, we had a group of supporters from Malvern who were instigating a little bit of trouble. I asked the linesman if he could just take a note and have a word, speak to the referee and take a note about it. The linesman went, it's not my job. I went, well, it is. Can you just make a note to the referee? And apparently I've sworn at him in that period, which total lies again, but I'm sure they concoct a nice story between the three of them. And uh, But on the pitch, a really good battling, fighting performance for your team. And- I think when you play Malvern, they've got lots of quality. They're up there. They're always score goals. Like, they probably average two to three a game, to be fair to them. They probably average one to two or three a game conceding but they're good players out of a nice lot of people to be fair and we've shown we've got lots of quality our only issue is at the moment where we had that great run is we go back to one all and we go and concede off their only shot I think in the second half and it came off a lads club header as well to play him through so I think like everything we've had a lot of turnaround and we spoke about it at the start of the year the achievement was for the size of this club was to stay in the league yeah we've got a point I'm disappointed we never got more. I probably got to look at people who are officiating in the middle, and, and they've got to look at the state of their behaviour before they start looking at anybody else's. And it was a goal to earn, earn your point. It was a hell of a header. It's a great header. We've been going on and on and on about the lads about creating their own space. Malvern's argument will be they're not tight enough, but he's still got to stick it in the top corner, and yeah. it's a great header. And um, going on to Tuesday, the big big local derby against Westfield now. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's irrelevant, isn't it? It's irrelevant what the actual football is. It's it's a local derby. Bragging rights. Westfields have got what they're worrying about in the league. We're worrying about where we are in the league. We've got to get three points. We've got to keep getting to what I kind of say, 35 points to want to be in there next year. And then we can start building them because we didn't know what the league was about. <coughs> I spoke to the managers at Malvern. In all fairness, both sides, we've both said, any team you play... Um, any, anything that kind of we both agreed on is every team we seem to play in this league don't give up yeah and I'm sure it's going to be an entertaining encounter I mean Westfield scored five today you scored two today, battling yeah. performance and- yeah I think Westfield's come on the other end they're on, on great form we've got good players we were on great form we hit a bit of a dodgy patch where we haven't played poorly we've just not finished games off and I think today we've worked real hard to get ourselves back in the game and instead of what we spoke about week on week on at the moment about just getting the game sorted We've conceded a goal. They'll say, yeah, they're in, but we've got to defend better. Okay, great. So, Ben, we've, we've spoken about Hereford, but in between the Hereford games on the Sunday and the... No, the Saturday, is it? Oh, no, it is the Sunday and the Tuesday. We've got a Monday night match, which is to savour. Uh, in the yeah, afternoon, three o'clock. I'll pay park. Well, Monday afternoon, then, at three o'clock. <laughs> you know, it's, it's Monday afternoon football. It doesn't quite have the same ring to it. <laughs> um, it's to savour it is to savour because it is uh, Westfields against Lads Club it is going to be a tasty one mate isn't it yeah oh yeah uh, it's probably one of the ones I'm really looking forward to actually probably more than going to Kidderminster on Boxing Day actually <laughs> um, yeah full of goals I mean uh, Westfield, Westfield scored four at the weekend I think they've scored four in the last two matches in each of the last two matches actually and then um, and Club obviously two two and Malvern on Saturday, so yeah, it's going to be full of full of uh, full of more heated challenges and referee decisions, goals, Is controversy. Any... Obviously, we spoke about Danny Moon as well. Is there any repercussions? Does he, is he banned? I don't know. 
I'd, I wonder if he'd be banned from Orpay Park, but I think he may be banned from the touchline potentially. But I don't know if it goes through on time and in time. Mm. But I know um, with Hereford, is sometimes there's sort of a lag in red in red cards being enforced, especially if there's a pit and appeal or something. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't know if he'd be in in, in on the dugout, but he could be stood a meter behind the dugout. I mean, on Saturday. Even after the referee had spoken to him, you could still hear every word he said. From I couldn't even see him. He stood well back, but you could hear everything he said. He's still directing the team. So wherever he's positioned, he'll still be directing the team, no doubt. And um, so, yeah, that that won't matter really for them. But um, it should be full of goals. I mean, and there's some uh, some tasty chat, tasty battles which probably weren't solved last time. The teams met. I know Josh Hunt had to have, have um, what did he have? Oh, he had to have in his nose a surgery on his nose after the first game because his nose got broken in the game. So he'll be he'll be back. He'll be looking for uh, for goals. That's for sure. And uh, so yeah, there'll be a, a tasty encounter as uh, Westfields look to close in on the league league leaders Bishop's Cleve because they're only six points behind now. They're closing on them, and and also they got Jamie Bird flinging he's goals in form, in, all angles. What's that? He's in he's in good form. I think whenever I do the, the he's, he's, he seems like he's scoring every week. Yeah, yeah, he's in very good form. So yeah, ex- if re- it'll be a really good game. If anyone's free on Monday and just wants to be entertained for ninety minutes, get down to All Pay Park. It'd be better than any television over Christmas, guaranteed. It'd be better than any film, guaranteed. Just get, get down to Orpay Park on Monday. Obviously, go to go to the Gloucester game the following day as well. Double header, if and stay in Hereford. Double header Monday and Tuesday football. What else can you ask for? A festive period. Get away from the kids. Double header. Even take them <laughs> with you to Westfields or um, Edgar Street. I'm sure there'll be enough going on to keep them entertained. And um, yeah, give the misses. Take her with you. Take take the whole family. Take everyone. Take everyone to, to watch the festive football. Yeah, that's, that's right. it. The, the, both, all both grounds welcoming to kids. The whole family. Take take them all. Take them all for some days out and treat them over Christmas because they'll be both entertaining. Game got Hereford Gloucester and Westfield Lads Club. The really entertaining games and good days out for, for everyone involved. There you go. And there we go, Ben. So we've done enough of our football covering. Now it's time to go to virtual football, mate, and the Fantasy Football League. Now, I can tell you it's bad news for you, mate. Um, You you got 25 points this week, uh, which is, I think, the lowest, one of the lowest in the league, uh, which which sent you hurtling back down to 57th, um, which, you know, it's it's still not far off. They were off all over the place, though, weren't they? I know, but that's why that's why you got to be active. That's why you got to look at it. You got to be yeah. active, like, and that is why I, I, I've risen to ninth place, man. It's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I, I have never it's been so invested there. in anything in my life in just wanting to to finish in in the top ten of Hereford Thomas Fantasy League. Uh, it's my life goal, and it's all I've wanted ever in my life. So it's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, sixty five points I got last week um, because I, I decided to, you know make sure that all of my players were actually playing, which was a help. Um, the only one that didn't play was Huang He Chan from Wolves, which is a little bit frustrating. 
I know. And then, uh, but no, Cancelo got a goal. Alexander Arnold got an assist. Saka scored. Rafinha scored. Son scored. Smith Rowe scored. You know, it's all, it's all, it's all good. Apart from that, and nothing else really happened. But at the top of that league, once again, we we've still got Boxy's Barmy Army, who's on one thousand two hundred thirteen points, which is a little bit, uh, a little bit. You know, it's like one hundred fifty ahead of me. So I don't think I'm getting there. But top ten is still pretty decent, man. Right? Yeah, no, fantastic in the fancy league. Yeah, if you, that, that, that's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did, I did uh, brief cast my mind to uh, chat my chat my team. Then half the players were probably not playing. But uh, yeah, it crossed my mind, and I went straight out again. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Uh, that brings to the end uh, of the last Bulls cast episode before Christmas. We do hope you do have a very good uh, Christmas and Boxing Day. Hope you get down to Edgar Street as well uh, on the 28th and we'll be back straight after that, Ben. Um, but yeah, have a have a very Merry Christmas. Make sure you're playing with all the toys on, on Christmas Day if you've got kids and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Yeah, have a good Christmas, everyone, and uh, and see you on, uh, hopefully, at Edgar Street on, on Boxing Day. <laughs>